0: Sports fans, thank you for listening to State of My Sports, where we talk about State of Michigan sports and State of Michigan beer. If you aren't following us on social media yet, please do so by searching State of M.I. Sports. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast along with our YouTube channel so you do not miss an episode. For even more content, check out our website, stateofmisports.com. Thank you all for listening, and thank you, everybody, for watching on Facebook Live as well. Uh, episode 86, we're going to have a good time. We got we got a lot of bad energy going on right now, but we're going to change it. I'm, I'm part of that. So uh, we were talking about transfers off air, and that just got me in a bad mood. But anyways, episode 86, we're going to talk uh, Detroit Lions. We're going to talk... I mean, the CFB came out with their, their uh, Final Four, so we'll kind of touch on those type of things. Uh, Lions, all, all that fun stuff. Uh, we're going to do a full season preview for the Detroit Pistons that starts I think it's Wednesday right is that the first game
1: yeah Wednesday
0: yeah so that's that's That'd coming up very very quickly uh, and we're also going to talk about the the NHL's return to to play stuff that they got going on and, and kind of the reshuffling of the deck kind of just talk about that <laughs> to, to play stuff yeah yeah exactly yeah I got it I'm yeah. excited for that they're actually going <laughs> to they're actually going to play. I just, dropped, I just dropped my pen, and for some reason, I thought that was you really important. just kept important. on talking, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what is going on with to me today. But Show um, don't stop. I am Sam Waltart. It's with so me today, we got going. Ryan Waltart and Micah Smith. We're ready to drink some really good Michigan beer. We're going to talk some not-so-good Michigan sports, but we're going to have fun anyways because it's it's Christmas week, so we, we got to get some energy up in here. Got to get the Christmas spirit. <laughs> yeah, <going>. right? <laughs> uh, it sucks so far, guys. Yeah, so speaking of sucks, let's talk about the Lions. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> I, mean, I I don't want to break down the game. I'm done doing that. Thank and, you. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> that's it's fair. It's, it's fair. I, I lasted way too long. Um, but they lost to who? They lose to Tennessee Titans. Tennessee Titans. They got destroyed. It was a closer game than the final
2: score uh, kind of predict or tells you. But yeah, I mean um, the the Hall of Famer Ryan Tannehill, right? Yeah, that's, he's a just stud. Five. He's amazing. Yeah, I mean I've never <laughs> seen anybody that good.
0: Man. Not since Peyton Manning. There were two drives that this, this defense couldn't. They literally didn't force a third down. and It yeah. was like a 96-yard drive that they didn't even get to third down. I it's mean,
2: like, honestly, that's, that is the last time. I remember a, a <laughs> game against the Colts in like 2006 or so, and Peyton Manning threw six touchdown passes. Oh, yeah, it was, Thanksgiving, was like, right? Yeah, and I think it was like in three quarters. Like That's, mm. that's the way it, it felt. Were, yeah. you,
1: were you being sarcastic
2: about Tannehill? Well, yeah, we made him look like a Hall of Famer, man. <laughs> His numbers—they okay. were comparing him to Hall of Famers. Yeah, he <laughs> <Yeah>, had <laughs> I mean, good
1: numbers.
0: That's that's what the lines do yes. for for quarterbacks. Uh, just ask. What was that, Matt Matt Flynn or whatever? Was that your guy's quarterback? Matt
1: Flynn, my man. Yeah,
0: man. Anyways, <laughs> Sta- Stafford played, uh, and I thought he played well. I mean, I'm really—you can't say anything bad about this guy right now. Um, he's he's playing hard. He's fighting through it. Um, he looks insanely good. He's still throwing the ball uh amazing and I'm just I as we get closer and closer it just feels like it's the end of that era and that makes me very sad. Yeah, that's we'll bad. see. We'll see what happens. Um I mean you see all these reports like Oh, the Lions are looking to move on. The Lions are looking to move on. Well, we don't have a GM or a head coach. Who should be making that decision? Our next GM and our next head coach. Probably not the media. (laughs) I don't want the media making this, and I don't want ownership making the decision. If that's Sheila Ford's thing, then it's not going to work no matter who you bring in, GM, coach, whatever. The owner should not be making that decision. Uh, uh, Her Rod Wood guy, he shouldn't be making that decision either. Let it be a football decision. Let it be the next general manager's decision or the next coach. So all of these BS reports coming out, don't don't believe them. That's kind of where I'm
2: at. I, I think but it whatever's going to happen, it's going to be mutual. Like, it's feeling more and more like... Stafford's ready to go? Well, I don't know. Like, you know, they might be trying to do good by Stafford by moving on. You know, and then he yeah. might see the bright side of that too and say, you know, I, I yeah, I've been committed to the Lions, to the state of Michigan, but, you know there are other opportunities out there and it's just not going to work between us at this point you know what what's the point of going through a whole another rebuild with a brand new gm brand new coach no team identity a whole bunch of of young guys who just have a name but not any production
0: yeah I get it. I, I mean, I would I would definitely understand if he wants to leave, but I, I hope so much that he doesn't
2: want, want to. I, I think management's got to give up on him first. He's not going to give up on the team. No, I,
0: yep, I agree with that. And yeah. I think what he did this past Sunday is a perfect example. He's not going to give up on, on the guys in this locker room, no matter how crappy they are. Um, these coaches no matter how bad they are um, all of that he's he's he'll, he'll, he, the man's too stubborn he, he's he's stubborn but he's a he's a true professional is what he is he's like I'm getting paid to do this I'm gonna go out there and do it yeah, he's loyal just because I'm a good quarterback and we're out of the playoffs doesn't mean I shouldn't go risk my life and put my body on the line while I have let's say Agnew for a terrible example like if everybody decided to do that, what would happen then? Like he, he's taking it as a true professional, and I, I appreciate that side of him. Um, earlier today, I, that's really it for the game. Um, right now, they're currently projected to run around the eighth overall pick, which will be interesting to see if you lose. And there's a lot of games. I think there's like six teams with five wins right now. Yeah. So. And a lot with four too. Yeah, right? exactly. So it, it could
2: get, you could move up pretty quick as long I mean, as you don't accidentally win a game. Yeah, you you got to count on some of those teams playing each other, so then you're guaranteed for one of them to get a win. Yeah, um, yep. but I think we actually hold a tiebreaker over some of the others. Yeah,
0: because we beat the Bears once. Yeah, <laughs> that's the only yeah, thing in, like darn. the in
2: conference game. But but we're we're basically set up to lose the next two. Who are we playing?
0: Uh, we play the Bucks this this Saturday actually, and then uh, the Vikings to end the season. Yeah, which I the mean, Vikings that that's the one that I think you could accidentally win if you're not careful because the Vikings are kind of in the same boat of. Do we really want to win? <laughs> yeah, so, uh, very true. But today, uh, Combs, he got fired. And kind of going back to the game a little bit, there was that uh, going forward on or a fake punt that I thought was actually a pretty good call, and I thought he actually made the – I thought he got the first down personally. Uh, they didn't really show good good enough replays to see, say otherwise, but um, it sounds like this is what everybody's saying is Combs basically went rogue on that fake field goal – or sorry, fake punt – uh, and the team didn't like it. the The organization didn't like it. The head coach didn't like it, or interim head coach, I should say. Uh, and he got permission to fire the special teams coordinator. And if you look at our our rankings and everything, so I think we're like dead last in defense, probably seventeenth or something like that in total offense. And then our our special teams grades out at like top five. And we just fired the yeah the I don't special think- teams coordinator. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this just, just sounds like
2: a Lions thing. Like, I doubt he would have been carried over in the next administration, anyways. Yeah. But I get it. Yeah, I mean, like, what are you doing? Getting rid of the guy who's done the best job for you when you can't <laughs> do anything like, yourself, either side of the ball. Yeah,
0: and it's funny because they they were talking about him early on, like that he he could have been the interim guy. That that he he what are you doing? People then? people actually really respect what he's doing and how quickly he's coming up. They're calling him like the next Sean McVay type player or next coach. Like he's that young, he's that good at what he does. Will it translate? Who knows? I mean, you never really know. It, when It you're did gonna this get it. season for yeah, special teams. It really did. Uh, yep. I don't know. I liked the the fake punt call. I thought it was the right time to do it. Either that or keep the offense on the field. But uh, the the thing that's question that I I want to question is, yeah. They say he went rogue and he made this call on his own. How how in the world is a special teams coordinator making that call? Is my question.
2: Like that that. He just slipped a he, note. He just slipped is a that note. what it is? Like a little <laughs> I sticky think so. note or something? Yeah. Check yes or no and yeah. Then, yeah. yeah. Uh,
1: I think. Uh, what's your punter's name? Jack Fox. Yeah, Jack Fox. Jack Fox looks down the third baseline, <laughs> you know, looking for the call.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: As long as he touches his nose before the bottom of the shoe, then (laughs) delayed steal. That's right. Um,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. No, I'm with you. I don't – like, come on. It's weird. He's he's trying to do something to win the game. Was it the wrong thing to do? I don't know. I kind of like that attitude. He's doing anything he can to win a game and to win the play. Yeah. Yep. Again, what do you have to lose? It's not like you're making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, exactly. And and really, you're down 14. Yeah. Yeah. That was your last chance to yeah. make the playoffs. He, still he was saying, like, look, done. this game is
2: out of hand. I don't trust the defense. We got to do something right now. Yeah. And I, I think everybody agreed with him. Yeah.
1: So, so the players you, definitely did. So, do you think he made the call?
0: I don't understand how he would make that call. That's what I don't understand. Um, I think the players are the ones that went rogue more than anything. Like, so, I, 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 there, there might have been whispers behind the scenes of, hey, do what you want to do, but. The final call is up to the players to do that. You know what I mean? That's not true. You
2: don't think so? No. If,
0: if Was there,
2: well, I mean, did they like huddle up beforehand well, the, the or something? Way, the way
0: I look at it is you got the head coach saying punt the ball and the special teams coordinator saying, no, we're going to go for it. That's still up to the players. Who are you going to trust? Who did they trust in it? They trusted the special teams coordinator, not the head coach. You know what I mean? Cause it, does that
2: make sense? Unless yeah, but you don't put that on the players to choose between the coaches. I mean, if if they're I agree, you know yeah, uh, I I don't know I don't uh, know if this is
1: good un- unless the culture is so bad where the players are like I'm going to take it into my own hands. I and, mean, usually and the, the Lions
0: culture is pretty solid, so I, I doubt that it was a col- no, I'm saying, the col- <laughs> yeah, I, the culture is terrible, and, and I definitely agree the, the on ownership, that. but yeah. Uh, anyways, that that's enough Lions talk. I, I did want to bring up the the college football playoff. They did come out. Uh, Alabama one, Clemson number two, Ohio State number three, and Notre Dame number four. Uh, there's a lot of grumble, grumbling. Is that the right word?
1: Oh, I'm fired up.
0: Yeah. What are you fired oh my up gosh, about? Gosh, are you kidding me? Tell us what you're fired up about. I'm curious.
1: Oh, I was texting you over the weekend.
0: Well, you're not supposed to tell me. I'm supposed to be surprised when you tell me this. I, I don't well, you I, can, I can know still act surprised. Say. I don't know what you're about to say.
1: Cincinnati getting absolutely screwed I mean did that I, surprise I, you it okay it it didn't surprise me based on what the committee has done over the last number of years but really in, in such a special and odd year where conferences are only allowed to schedule in conference games so they don't have the ability to strengthen their schedule with out of conference teams so Cincinnati, Go, goes about their business, and runs the table in the AAC, and the, and they get screwed. I mean, yeah, but who
2: who would you put in? Yeah. who would you take out? What, did you finish it? Alabama, Clemson, Notre Ohio, Dame, Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yep.
0: And then after that, you got Texas A and M at five, Oklahoma six, Florida seven. Then that's where Cincinnati falls in at eight. It,
1: for me, it's it's between Ohio State and Notre Dame. I don't. I don't have a team picked out. I just know in my heart that Cincinnati got screwed. Mm-hmm. They've done everything right. They've done everything that's asked of them, and and what I was thinking was before the year started, why don't you just tell all these AAC teams, hey, no matter what you do, you're not getting in, yeah. no matter what. It's I basically you that, know. Just that. just want to let you know,
0: especially having a three-loss Florida team, a two-loss Oklahoma team ahead of them. Yeah, I mean, like, the, I mean, you get the Texas A&M and Notre Dame. Like, I I get it at, at, on one hand, but at, at the same time, it's like, why but, is a three loss Florida team ahead of Cincinnati? Is is absolutely embarrassing.
1: But I I guess you could really point out the the Notre Dame team basically getting manhandled. They didn't get destroyed by Clemson. I, I wouldn't say it was destroyed. I mean, they Clemson had control of that game the whole time. Oh yeah, okay? definitely. And and so you've already seen. What Clemson did with Notre Dame and wh- what do you think Alabama's gonna do with Notre Dame? Because it's Alabama Notre Dame, right? Yeah. Why why not give an opportunity in in a strange bizarre year to a team that's what, eight and 9 and Yeah, nine and ran the table yeah. in their conference. It's 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 not a you know, it's not a Big Ten, it's not a Pac twelve, it's not an SEC. I get it. But let it play out in the field. Basically what, it, at what point are you going to let a team like that have a chance?
2: But we, but we knew this going in. I mean, when when do they ever give these guys a chance with four teams? And I think that's that's,
0: that's, that's really the f- most frustrating thing about this whole thing is like yeah, they have zero shot and that sucks. They need to change the way it's done. Then they need to way. expand the playoffs. I don't know if expansion's the way, like don't get me wrong, I would love to see expansion, but <clears throat> I mean, it's it's the only way even eight, you're telling me that they weren't going to tra- like say that they had an 18 playoff. They're not going to sneak Georgia in over Cincinnati. They would do the same thing to them here. They, they would. Would, just, they would have They to would just them push
2: them, them out. Because Florida, Florida a three loss Florida team, would not have been in in, in an 18 playoff. According to this, I, they I would. Know, I know, but yeah. you know how they do it. I mean, they they will stack the deck. In the end, to make their matchups work, yeah. So they they would do the same thing. So I I, I agree with you, Micah. But I, this doesn't surprise me at all. The people that no, talked about Cincinnati a, early all. on, like we all knew what the outcome was going to be. They're not going to make it, even though they deserve it. A lot of people think they deserve it. What I think is so crazy is that Notre Dame and Clemson basically they're they're giving Clemson the the benefit of the doubt because they only lost to Notre Dame, mm-hmm. right? But they didn't have Lawrence. Yep. So they're saying, okay, well, that didn't really count, but but they put Notre Dame in there because they had a good win against Clemson. Yeah, it's like true. like I, you're, why are they they yeah they they benefit they both benefited from losing to each other. Yeah. I don't I don't understand that logic. I mean, one is clearly like I don't think Notre Dame belongs in there. I think Cincinnati should be in there as as the number four. Um, I get that people don't want to see Texas A and M lose and get blown out by Alabama again. Yeah, but. So, again, the, they're playing the matchups here, and, and also it's obvious it's money. It's Notre Dame. it's the Oh, yeah, yep. it, it's definitely. It's the fan base. It's <laughs> the money that's going to come in, the viewership. I mean, it's yep. the old-school type teams. They're waiting for Michigan to man up and do something because they would love the Michigan fan base oh, in, yeah. in the Final Four.
0: They would definitely give Michigan the, the, the same treatment that they're
2: giving Notre Dame. Uh, I am curious, though. Ohio State, yeah. you guys you guys okay with them being in there? So, i
0: I don't know. Last <laughs> week, I, I lost it on, on the Big Ten. I, I'm angry with the way that they're changing the rules yep. um, constantly.
1: And again this week.
0: And they did it again this week, and it was COVID-related. Now, all of a sudden... It's five days less. It's five days less just so that they can play. Yep. So certain players can play, and that is really <laughs> bothering me even more. Now, do I think they're one of the top four teams in the, in the country? Yeah, I do. Honestly, I think they have probably... The four best teams, that that's proven to be the four best teams this season. I don't think Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati would do worse against Alabama than Notre Dame will. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be ugly, but it's going to be a lot better than what it looked like. We
2: think. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't buy it. Do. Yeah. Uh, I think. I think the the special teams that work together, that believe in each other, that's proven it over and over, like what Cincinnati has. Plus, with a, a creative coaching staff that has nothing to lose. That's an exciting matchup in my mind. That's something that I would tune in specifically to see if they can match up with the big guys.
0: Yeah. we're going back to Ohio State, I I don't like it, but I get it. And I feel like that's just what it is with this whole thing. Is, is I, I
2: agree with it, though. Y- you agree that they deserve to yeah, go? Yeah, I, I do. Do. You, or
0: do you agree with that they should have changed the rules I as think much was, as they have just to work for Ohio State? I think Ohio it's State.
2: stupid that they put all those rules in to begin with. I agree with, with that. I agree that's, with that completely. That's what I think is ridiculous because yeah. they tried to establish to to make it fair for everyone ahead of time, but really it's obvious now the only reason they did that is to make sure they got a season so mm-hmm. all the coaches agreed to it. Yeah. But I also don't think it's right for a team to be following protocols that they have no control over at all and don't give me this I I don't want to hear about like them not doing a good job of keeping the numbers down. I know I know people that have isolated themselves in their home never leaving their home, still getting COVID. Mm-hmm. Like this, it, that's not the only factor involved, you know, if they're, like, following the rules or not. Yeah. So I I don't think they should be, f- you know, I I don't think it's fair to keep them from this because of decisions that other people are making outside of their control. That is a really good way to put it. It would not be fair to count them out,
0: but it also doesn't seem fair that they got put in. I think this is kind of a way to look well, at it.
2: Well, it's because it's it's because of the hypocrisy that the Big Ten put in place from the beginning. Definitely. You yep. know, they they establish these rules, but really they're like, look, these are the rules. We're we're going to be tough about it. Yeah. And then the one team, the most predictable team, can't can't abide by those rules, and then they just start going, oh no no, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, and, make and they make need their money. And and that's the one that was going to make yeah. Them so money. don't don't pretend from the beginning that there were actually rules in place. We all yep. know better.
0: Yep. That's fair. Um, But it is time to introduce our Michigan beers for episode 86. But before we do, I want to remind everyone of our partner, Cicely Islands Market. They're simply the best beer store in West Michigan, located uh, located on Lake Michigan Drive, right between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Wherever you live in West Michigan, it is worth the short drive for what they have to offer. Whether you know what you want or you need some help from their expert staff, Annals Market is the best place for that. Uh, they not only have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer from across our great nation; they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. Uh, obviously, the craft beer selection is out of this world. Uh, they also have specialty wine, spirits, ciders, coffee, tea, tobacco, and cigars. They are also the largest. They also have the largest selection of homebrew and winemaking supplies in West Michigan as well. Uh, we love that Annals Market is. Part of the state of my sports family. It's who we visit to help us pick out our beers for each and every episode. So please check them out and let them know that we sent you.
1: They got the good stuff.
0: Very very good. Very very good. What are we drinking today, guys? Someone. I'll start
1: out. Yeah. Uh, from Oddside Ales, I'm drinking the Peanut Butter Cup Stout. It's a stout brewed with lactose with cocoa, natural peanut butter, and roasted peanut flavors added. It's a Seven and three-quarter percenter.
0: Seven and three-quarter? Seven and three-quarter. So they did, three they did quarter. two decimal places. Yeah. Wow. That's rare. Yeah. Good for them. I like it. <laughs> I'm drinking over here, Austin Brothers uh, Beer Company. It is in Alpina, Michigan. Alpena? Wait, I thought Alpina was- isn't Alpena in the Upper Peninsula?
2: No, Alpena no. is where my cottage used to be. Oh, you had I, hockey I tournaments grew up in, there. Come I on, I grew man. Up in which, which
0: one's right across the bridge, and you go to the you go Sault East. Saint Marie, Marie. No, right across the Saint Ignace. Saint Ignace. Yep. Saint yep. Ignace. That's the one. Sorry,
2: Alpena is like
0: <laughs> yeah, like right there, like the, nor- the, northeast, the pointer fingernail. Peninsula. There you go. <laughs> um, what am I drinking? <laughs> Long Lake shout out. <laughs> it is cranberry pomegranate ghost. Uh, like I said, from Awesome Brothers. It's sour. Uh, with cranberries and pomegranate. It is a 5.5% alcohol, and it is a part of their salted series, which is a little different for Michigan because aren't they unsalted? Isn't that Ooh. Michigan slang to be unsalted? But Unsalted. But this is really good. I'm I actually like fan.
2: that. Do you like the unsalted thing? I think it's very creative. I, I like it. I, I want to get a hat or something like that. Yeah. So salt, salt, yeah. It, is salted. it is
0: that like a company or is it just like a, think it's a just slogan a type yeah. thing yeah. that somebody created. Yeah, it's just a phrase. Good for them. Yeah, it's like the I pure, hope pure Michigan. They uh, trademarked it and are making bank off it because that was, it's awesome. Some of the, the, the like you go up up north and you go to all those small shops and they have those unsalted are the ones that catch my eye.
2: Those are some of my favorite places to be. I love those stores, just yeah. like the Michigan stores up north. Mm-hmm. You small. guys are
1: sounding salty.
0: But then it's like they're 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 a little too expensive for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like mm, it's 60 bucks for a hoodie Oh <laughs> yeah I'll never do that <laughs> like, I'll never do that <laughs> I'll, I'll wait and get a free one But then one. again like in Mackinac <laughs> Island
2: I got like a $30 hoodie from Ma- in Mackinac Island And it shrunk up like I should have gotten a double XL Because it, it just <laughs> shrunk, shrunk so Just so in quick. the waist So I lift up my arms And it's like belly time You, know? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can only wear those in certain places Right exactly Alright Ryan what are you drinking? It's time, oh, it's time to talk about Jam Jar This is Jam Jar yeah, so this is Brewery Vivant. It is part of their um, unapologetic fruit line or, or whatever you want to call it. This is blackberries, raspberries, blueberries, and plums. And Ooh. so this is their sour, but they mix Ooh, it's it. A sour? Yeah, and, and but they mix it with their fresh farmhouse ale. So
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, really, really fruity. Do you fruity. like it so far?
2: I, I really do, yeah. I mean, this is it doesn't taste like a beer. It tastes like fruit. So, yeah. Yeah. I feel I'm, like
0: we're getting to like really fruity and- just beer starting to taste like juice, like which I'm, okay. Are, oh, yeah. I'm okay with. Yeah.
2: It. I mean, honestly, it's a five percent. So you know, I'm on my second can already. Nice. Yeah, early on. So. Yeah,
0: um, this one that we're all gonna grade at the end and crack it open whenever you guys want. It's from Far Farm Club, which is in uh, was it Traverse City, right? Traverse City. Traverse City. Yep. It is their East Coast Pale Ale. Um, I have never even heard of this place. Honestly, when they told me f- we were going to do a farm club, I thought it was the Mittens Farm Club. Mm, don't they? Yeah. Isn't that what they're called?
2: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that. like their second tier, or whatever. Yeah, not the, the, the yeah, the, not their regulars, right? Yeah,
0: that's that's what I thought we were getting here, but it's it's not. It's uh, on Leelanau Drive in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, so I like it, the label. Yeah, it's, it's just nice and plain, clean. I don't. Oh, okay, I see it now. It's like farm stripes. Like, oh, yeah, and then a little farmhouse. Yeah. I see it now. I, I, huh. I was wondering what that was, but it's 62 6.2% alcohol. Uh, it's brewed with mosaic and amarillo hops. Ooh, mosaic and amarillo. Ah. Sounds nice. I am very, very excited for this next topic. Do you know why?
1: Literally, <laughs> because
0: hockey it's is be back. Hockey, yeah. Hockey's <laughs> back. And I'm so excited about it. It's, it's, dude, they're gonna be bad, though, right? They're gonna be bad, but it's gonna. But I mean, that's the thing with hockey. Like, you can be bad and still sit and enjoy a hockey game because it's, in it's still gonna be close in a lot of ways. Because you love hockey, yeah, and I love hockey. That's a great point. It's so funny how similar like Pistons and Red Wings are, but I look at the Pistons as like unwatchable. Yeah, and I But then them. I just sit and watch every single Red Wings game. <laughs> like it's my job. Um, but it's my non-paid job. Uh, but anyways, all right. <laughs> I so have to spend I, more time. W- this is more just informational. We'll talk a little bit about the divisions and, and the, the division that the Red Wings uh, got placed in. Uh, but I kind of just wanted to share it with with everybody. Uh, the NHL and Players Association reached the agreement on Sunday to play a 56 game regular season starting January 13th. So that's what two and a half weeks away, three weeks, probably three weeks, three weeks or so. I wasn't listening. Um, and it ends on May 8th. <laughs> And then it's going to be an unbelievable playoffs. Uh, the formal formal training camps will begin January 3rd. Uh, there will be no preseason games. Uh, the seven teams that did not participate in the 2019-2020, which was the Red Wings, um, are allowed to start their camps as early as December 31st. So happy New Year's. Uh, and then under the agreement, the Stanley Cup playoffs will feature 16 teams in a best-of-seven uh, four-round format and conclude mid-July. Um, and then they're hoping that that, that mid July end, we'll we'll be able to start back to the normal hockey schedule calendar type thing, starting second week ish of October and and kind of moving in there. So um, that's really the the nitty gritty of what they're gonna what they're gonna do. It, it sounds like every game's gonna be played at home stadiums. It's not gonna be bubble. Um, it's gonna oh, be really? more of a baseball doing NBA right now. Is that what the NBA is doing?
2: Yeah, just no fans.
0: Okay, yeah. So that's probably what the, the NHL is going to do. I don't know if they've actually talked about fans yet. I don't. I didn't see anything with that. But I'm sure that's going to be kind of state related, similar to football. Yeah, probably. Um, where certain states allow it, certain don't. Um, but with this, they what they decided to do is is they did they created four different um divisions basically. You got the North Division, which is all of the Canadian teams. Uh, West Division. You just use your head, and you'll figure out most of them <laughs> that are in the West, Central, and then the Eastern. Uh, Red Wings got pushed put in the Central Division, which is exciting because uh, you you got to match up with Chicago, and that's that's going to be really cool. It's always a fun rivalry when they have it, um, and it's cool that that they're going to be in the same division as, as them. Uh, you're, so there's seven other teams in the division. You're going to play eight games against each team, and that's your your 56 game schedule. Um, you're not playing anybody else be wild. It is going to be wild. I think you're going to get some very heated rivalries <laughs> throughout these little I don't want to call them bubbles, but like these little divisions because eight games against the, the, the few amount of teams and like you're going to get some you're big rival- yeah, you're you're like the littlest other, yeah. things are going to set you off. So,
2: so who, um obviously Chicago is one of them for the wings.
0: Yeah, so the Red Wings will face Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, Uh, Florida, Nashville, and Tampa Bay. So just off the top of my head, incorrect. I know that it was expanded playoffs last year, um, but I believe every single team other than the Red Wings made the playoffs. Seriously? Yeah. Chicago was the one that wouldn't have and then snuck in when they expanded, I believe. Um, But, yeah, Tampa obviously was the cup winner. Chicago did sneak in. Columbus, yeah, literally all of these teams were in the playoffs, except for the Red Wings. Am I right on that?
2: I hope I'm right. That's crazy.
0: Yeah, somebody if somebody's commenting it or not. Are we getting so one of these one <laughs> of these
2: divisions is like guys? We have a chance. Yeah, right. We can do it.
0: <laughs> but um, really, the East is is a very very deep one as well. Uh, you got Boston, uh, Pittsburgh, Washington. That that'll be a fun one. But then yeah, I don't know. It, it's gonna be really cool. Uh, the way that it's set up, I, I'm really excited about the Red Wings Chicago rivalry kind of getting reheated there. Um, hopefully we don't lose all eight to Tampa because I think we're on like a what ninety-five game losing streak to them or something like that. Yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> it's, been, it's been rough, but uh, I don't know. That that's really where where I'm at. It, as as we get closer to the season, we'll we'll know a lot more. Uh, of the roster and and after training camp and all that stuff, and we can kind of do our full season preview. But it needed to be brought up, and and that's pretty much all I have. Ryan, do you have any like kind of questions or anything that we wanted to talk about here, Micah? Uh, I'm just – Oh,
2: go go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead, Ryan. I'm just looking at the the timeline here, and, you know, it's talking about starting the regular season on January 13th. Yeah. Training camp begins on January 3rd. Yeah, or as early as the thirty first, but officially begins on the third. So, what kind of timeline is that gonna? Is that gonna hurt teams? Is that gonna help veteran teams compared to to really young teams? Like, how does that dynamic play with the Red Wings? You know, it,
0: it's th- you could see it both ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I think you could it could really benefit older teams, but it could also really hurt older teams, and it could really hurt young teams, but it can also really help. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, going out and just playing and not thinking is very important. For some people. Um, for some people yeah, and you're some, right. some structures as well. I, I think that Red Wings could have a fast start because I think you have a lot of hungry players and you have a coaching staff that's fighting for their job. They're going to have these guys prepared and they're going to just allow them to play the game. And they're not going to try to overthink it. They're just going to go out and play. And I think like a team like the Red Wings that didn't play into the playoffs, like they haven't played since, what, March? That's a really long time for yeah, hockey it really players. Yeah, really is. Um, and... I'm not saying that they're going to be good. Mark my words, they're not going to be good. They're probably going to lose. They're probably going to be last in this division. They might over over go over Chicago. Kind of depends on how how things fall in line. But I mean,
2: it. You really think that they were? They could, by, yeah. by far the worst team last year. Yeah,
0: the they NHL. were. But Chicago really wasn't. They they got hot at one point. Other than that, they really weren't that great of a team. So. Um, I I don't honestly I don't know their additions and subtractions and stuff like like I would normally would with the with the Red Wings and stuff but um, I I could Chicago's not that great either so um, what was you, what were you gonna ask Micah
1: so I wanted to run through the the division who we lost and who we gained just for the year so we lost Montreal Ottawa Toronto Boston and Buffalo and then we gained. Carolina, Chicago, Columbus, Dallas, and Nashville, right? Yep. Which one team are you kind of bummed that we missed out on this year, and then what, what team are you loving to have back besides Chicago? Because you already mentioned them.
0: Uh, for me, I I love original six matchups, so I would say Toronto or Montreal. I, I hate not playing them because I, I love watch, watching those games. It's just yeah. um, a ton of fun. Uh, I really like that matchup. And who, who do I like? That that was added for us. Yeah, I like Dallas. I like watching Dallas. Um, I don't know why, I, but I've always really enjoyed the way that they play, and, and I don't
2: know, they're they're a fun team. I was trying to, to come watch. up with like an old school '90s r- reference to one of the one Mike the, Madonna. Uh, Mike Madonna. That's exactly oh, yeah. what you were trying <laughs> to think oh, of. Yes, that's the guy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I know, I know Dallas. We've had Dallas some connections Dallas,
1: yeah. go back and forth with this team over the years.
0: Yeah, Jim Nill, uh is their GM. He was a uh, Red Wing product. He was under Holland for a long time. But yeah, the players have, have gone back and forth as well.
1: Griffin's old head coach. Yeah, is he, their he's on assistant. the staff as
0: well. Yeah, that's a good point. I also really like Columbus. I, I think, I don't know, I, I really like the division. There's not a team in here that I that don't like watching. Well, Florida's probably the most boring one to watch out of all of them, other than the Red Wings, probably. But yeah. <laughs> not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I'm just really excited for, for some NHL hockey.
2: I thought you might have something. Was that? I thought you might have something. What do you mean? It was just dead air for a little while. I thought you were going to do something. I was trying to do a sound effect. Yeah, I, I was right. Yeah, I knew something was coming. <laughs> well, Ryan, this
0: is your, this is your chance, buddy. We get we're talking pistons now. Let's talk a little bit pistons. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I mean, so the season starts on Wednesday. They play. Is it Minnesota? Was it, yeah. Yes, it is. Who had the first overall draft pick? Yeah. So, um, that's that's where that's starting. Uh, what wh- what are your original thoughts going in in here? Into this game, into the game. Or sorry, or no, just
2: into the season. I mean, as the season as a whole, it's going to be interesting to see what the Pistons do with with Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. That'll definitely be a, a storyline throughout the entire season.
0: And by that, do you mean like minutes, kind of like holding them back even more than what we were used uh, to?
2: No, I think it's a. It's how are they going to regulate? Well, maybe regular time um, to keep them healthy in order to shop them later on. Yeah, I mean, really the. The end goal is not for the Pistons to be good this year. I don't think anybody expects him to be any good. Um, but if we can get assets for these guys that are, are you know, Derrick Rose is movable. He does not have a very large salary. Mm-hmm. And watching him the last couple of years, he really has returned back to his aggressive sometimes unstoppable form. So there are a lot of teams that would be shopping for him. Blake Griffin's the tougher one just because of his salary, it's so high. Yeah. He's got to really be playing well and and I'm assuming it, you know, a, an injury for another team for them to move in on him. Uh but I think that's one of the storylines. It, it, how are the Pistons going to be managing them, keeping them help th- healthy and at, you know, they're keeping them healthy again to be an option moving forward. But overall, I think it's going to be a fun season just to see some of these guys that people thought they overpaid for like you know Jeremy Grant or versus guys like Killian Hayes in the draft you know the other the other rookies how many minutes are they going to get too yeah. so if you're a Pistons fan i think this is going to be a fun year to watch the development if you're waiting for them to be good this isn't the year
0: all right so basically, so last year they were 20-46, and 46, which is 13th in the Eastern Conference under uh, returning head coach Dwayne Casey, uh, but they did get a new general manager, Troy Weaver. Uh, he did what, I mean, most, he, I think he did what most Pistons fans have been demanding for, for several years, at least I have been, uh, and that was pick a direction. He was like, hey, we're not going to make anything stand pat. We're not going to try to get that eighth seed. We're not going to try to sneak in and, and be cute. Um, he picked a direction, and it was a rebuild direction, and he blew this thing up. So there's only four players uh, returning from last season, uh, Blake Griffin, Derrick Rose, Sacred Mboya, and Svi McCulloch. Svi S- M- S- Luke. Oh, uh, hockey. Hockey would be Svi, I feel like. Yeah, Maybe. probably. Maybe. Uh, I, I could be wrong. Um, they seem to have a, a de- decent de- uh, combination of talented experience Talented experience uh, with Rose and Griffin and young guys looking to make a name for themselves in this league. Um, If you're about win, this is kind of my thought. If you're about wins and losses, it's going to be a long season. For for someone like me, I'm probably going to watch four games. You know what I mean? Because I don't see basketball the way most people see basketball. But if you're one of those fans that enjoy seeing the development and seeing a game by game, Update of how good Seku looks or Killian Hayes looks. Like this is going to be a very very intriguing team, um, and much more fun to watch than they were last year. Is that is that fair?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last year was still full of the Reggie Jacksons, uh, even Luke Kennard. Um, Bruce Brown, guys who, in my mind, are not very talented. Yeah, they work, may, might work hard, you know. But that was the team that was just going nowhere for over a decade. Mm-hmm. So that isn't fun to watch. It's it's predictable. You know what's going to happen that way. So I think this team, you're right. It, it is going to be more exciting to watch because you're you're looking three years down the line, saying, "Oh man, this guy's really coming into his own right now." Just imagine in three years when him and Seku are are. Working together, and they're mm-hmm. and they're 23 years old, and they're starting to kind of hit their prime.
0: Yeah, no, I, I agree, and I think you brought up one one vision of this team is trying to hold on to to Derrick Rose and uh, Blake Griffin and turn them into um, turn them into trade pieces, right? Um, but I've, I I looked at it as another way of of finding out who we have, finding out if we have. Um, stars in the making with with the Killian Hayes, the Sacred Dumboya, because we need to know what holes we need to fill and and when. So <laughs> we got some crazy Ridiculous, stuff going. Yeah. You're good. You no, you won't come on camera. You're good. Uh, but I mean, th- for you that that just missed what I said.
2: Toss toss the question to me. Yeah, because I basically hear whole like thing again. there
0: was there was flipping <laughs> flipping these guys for for value in yeah. future assets in a draft, or you also have. Guys that are competing to show what they can be in this league so we know we don't need to fill that hole with these future assets. If, say, we can flip these guys, well, we need to know that Sakin and Boya is going to be a legitimate player in this league. He doesn't have to be a superstar, but he needs to be a legitimate player. Killian Hayes needs to be a legitimate player. We need to draft our superstar still, and that's coming up here. Hopefully in the next draft we can do good in the lottery if we can flip these guys and really get true high-end NBA superstar Taylor. I'm 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 so I know glad I, you're <laughs> gonna tell me Killian Hayes is that, aren't you? But or no, what, well, what you I'm say? just so
2: glad you brought up next year because next year is a massive draft. I mean this year was kind of known as a, a draft that was underperforming compared to other years, or I guess not as good as you would expect out of a draft. Next year is the complete opposite. It is absolutely loaded. You have you maybe five guys in the top five Projected for next year, that could be franchise players. Yeah, and I mean, you're looking at some of them, you know, in college with Gonzaga, Suggs. Uh, there's there's a Cunningham out of Oklahoma State, and then you got a couple of guys in the D League that are just tearing it up already. And and there are a couple that I've got my eye on already, and, and that's why I'm like, I'm hoping the Pistons are not good enough actually yeah. to to spoil those players that could really be the the building block. I look, I don't think we can maybe get in this a little while, but I don't think Killian Hayes. Is a, is a franchise player. I don't think he's going to be – is he the point guard of the future? Maybe, but he might be more like a Derrick Rose, like yeah. a solid support guy that you just need and you'll love having him on your team because he'll do anything to win. But doesn't mean he's the Michael Jordan. doesn't mean he's Kobe Bryant. It yeah, you know? exactly. doesn't mean he's the guy that's going to be better than everybody else and dominating for your team. Yeah. I don't think he is that. And, and that's one of the things that I respect about uh, Troy Weaver in this last draft is I don't think he was getting those guys this time around he was getting the franchise players that will do right by the franchise but not the franchise player who's supposed to win all your games for you yeah so just as important as a, as is a just look at phoenix you know they can't win until they actually build the rest of the support guys so i think that's what he kind of did this last draft is he got a lot of support guys with a with a mentality and a physicality about them that he wants for the future yeah
0: no i, I think that, that's a really good point um and I kind of made it, so I appreciate it even yeah, more. Thank, thank you for um, throwing that out there. <laughs> a couple things before we get into some players and, and whatnot. Uh, just some some odds. Uh, in the Central Division, they are plus 15,000. Uh, or no, sorry, 10,000. 10, plus 10,000 to win the division. Uh, in the Eastern Conference, their win total, basically, uh, what did it fall under? 23 and a half. I thought that was a little high. 23 and a half seems extremely high to me. Um, basically, because what did they win last year? They w- they were right around twenty. I think this team's going to be worse, F- more fun to watch, m- probably more competitive. But I just don't see them winning enough games because every game matters so much more that you're not going to have the tanking that that <laughs> you got a lot of those wins on before. Yeah, because but, every game's more valuable to the guys that you're playing against as well.
2: Yeah, but they got a lot of uh, kind of crap for getting for reaching out and paying Mason Plumley. So like eight million dollars a year, uh, he's a good he's a good pro he's a he's a good center but he's not a a starting center he's not an Andre Drummond he's a good backup he's known as one of the backup best backup centers in in the NBA it means he's still good at basketball though mm-hmm. so you know that is making them better Jeremy Grant same thing he can hit threes I don't think he's a he's going to be a twenty five point scorer like maybe. He thought so, which is the reason why the Pistons got him because he wanted to be the number one on a team. I don't think he's that, but he's definitely a really good defensive player and a really good three-point shooter. All so right. he makes him better. So my fear with all this is that they're going to be just good enough to get 23 wins. Okay, and it's too bad because that's I, I, what that's I mean, we'll what hurt them. Yeah, exactly. In the draft, but the, it might but, but it might be honor. the good the good thing to teach Seikudu and Dube to learn how to be a professional too. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know.
0: Yep, and then plus fifty thousand uh, to win the NBA championship, which is tied for last with the Cavs and the Knicks. So, uh, kind of food for thought there. So, if you have a hundred bucks, throw it on the Pistons, and you'll end up hundred dollars <laughs> yeah, yeah, down hundred bucks. Um, well, I do. Obviously, uh, there, there. I, I found an article that had a potential starting five. Uh, they had Killian Hayes, Delon Wright. Is that correct? Yeah. Um, Mason Plumley. Jeremy Grant, and Blake Griffin with the key reserves of Derrick Rose, Svee. Mekailuk. Um And Jahil Okafor. Jaleel. Um, Jahil. Jaleel. Jaleel. Jaleel.
2: Jaleel Okafor. He's so just little. a He's little. not so lil. <laughs> I'm sure <laughs> he's really tall, he's a big right? dude, yeah. Uh,
0: but he's the former all-rookie pick. Uh, gets a fresh start, two-year guaranteed. Uh, and then, obviously, Seiko Dumboya uh, is, is an interesting one here. Um, is, is there a name... That you're most excited to watch before we get into our, our breakout players and don't forget about player type
2: stuff? The guy that I'm most excited to watch is Sekou DeMoya. Yeah. Yeah, I just think he has really come into his own in the last year. This time off was a lot of time for guys. And and you see some, even Blake Griffin, like he's in really good shape right now. Sekou really took advantage of this too. Mm. And, and all the reports are that Blake Griffin is kind of taking him under his wing, taught him how to be a pro. He's, he's in his ear all the time. Uh, and he's got a different mentality about him. I mean, it's obvious to see that from the get-go. Last year, he was soft going to the basket. He got pushed around. You could see his leaping ability. He could dunk anytime he wanted. He had a couple highlight-reel dunks last year in the season. He showed off his shooting potential, all that kind of stuff. But he wasn't ready yet. Yeah. And and over the offseason, a really really long off-season, offseason, he worked on his body. And that's really excited to see because it's exciting to see because it, guys like the Greek freak and even LeBron, like those are the, the big physical athletes, those are the ones that end up making it in the league. Yeah. More often than not. Bam out of bayou, you know, the same thing with, with the heat. Like he is a he's a big strong dude. And I think you have to do that. And for a guy 18, 19 years old, let's say who's nineteen now, for him to focus so much on his body build so much muscle so quickly. I just think it's really exciting for the future, the next couple years too.
0: Yeah, no, I I like that. And one thing I wanted to bring up, you brought up how Blake Griffin's kind of put him under his wing. I think that's one very underrated thing about Blake Griffin. I think, I mean, when he was with the Clippers, from an outside perspective, he just seemed like an arrogant type guy. Um, Obviously, he had issues in the the locker room and stuff. He just seems like the exact opposite. I, I don't know if he's just... Understands his place in the league now, or or and that's probably not even fair because he still can be a dominant player, um, but like the way that he's just
1: a leadership role. A leadership
0: so. role is is unbelievable, and I think that that alone has been a huge reason why it has been a decent enough trade. I, I still didn't like it in the moment. Uh, I wish it wouldn't have happened because it's kind of set us back. But having him. Lead a guy like Seiku, I think, is a very underrated thing, and it's it's great to have because it's not only about turning into a pro and having the body of a pro; it's knowing how to use that body. And those are the that's where you have the difference between a big guy that sucks in the league and a big guy that can. Dominated league is knowing how to use his body and actually care to be professional too. I think that's that's huge. So yeah, it could have yeah. been
1: a change in scenery too, from that big LA lifestyle to yeah. you know, the blue collar Detroit. Kind of putting I mean, on a front.
0: Yeah, to get, to, get in to, LA. to work. Yeah, get 100%. to work. Pistons. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> I think the other guy that I, I'll bring up. I'm sorry, I'm going. No, you're Svi Mikay He's a very very underrated player. He's six foot seven. He can shoot the lights out. I think the one of the reasons why the Pistons were okay getting rid of Luke Kennard. Is one Luke Kennard's injury history. Yeah. But also Svee is I think a better shooter than Luke Kennard. And so the more minutes he gets and the more opportunity that he gets on the floor, people are gonna see that this is this is a catch and shoot guy. You know, the Warriors actually would be a team that would like want to replace Clay Thompson with a guy like this. Yeah. Like he, he can shoot with his body in any angle position. And he's always hunting his shot, looking for a three point shot. He's gonna be a very underrated part of this. Team, I want I want him in the long haul. I want him to stick around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, let's uh, let's get into some players. I for my breakout player, I was gonna go with Seku. I think we've kind of talked about him enough. I, is that kind of where you're going to, or do you have somebody else in, as your breakout player that you think could really take off in this league?
2: Uh, no, I think it is. I think it's Seku. I, I think he actually has a shot, a decent shot of being the breakout player of the year in the NBA if he gets enough minutes. I really think he could put up the numbers to do it.
0: Yeah. So he only had six point four uh, points per game. Uh, .5 assists, uh, I mean, his numbers really weren't that great last year, but he played in only 38 games. He was kind of up and down. He had a couple flashes that were the exciting part, and I think that's really why we believe he could turn into a really good player because we've seen the ability to. And if it can all come together in one year, <laughs> this, could, this could be a really good one for him. Uh, can you share a, a don't-forget-about-player
2: with, with the audience that, that comes to mind? Don't forget about player. I'm I'm going to. That's tough.
1: The old man. You can use
2: mine. Well, I just threw my piece of paper over there that has all the names on it. Oh, yeah. was going to. You want me to
0: go with mine? While you think about it, I'll say mine. Go ahead. I'm gonna, I went. I went with Derek. Derek Rose. You know, I feel like we're we're very excited about Killian Hayes and being the s- starting point guard. But you gotta, you can't forget about Derek Rose because he's going to get just as much, if not more, minutes than Killian Hayes because Killian Hayes isn't going to be able to keep up with, with these minutes in the shortened season type thing and trying to cram all these games in. Like You're going to rely on your backup point guard or sixth man off the bench. Like that, He's going to get a ton of playing time, and if you can manage it right for both of them, that's when like the duo is really what, what I am excited about between those – about Killian Hayes and, and Derrick Rose because – you need both of them to be healthy. You need both of them to be playing good for this team to succeed. And they would both work well off of each other. I know they're not going to be on the floor at the same time very often probably. Oh, if, I, I think
2: they might. Yeah? Yeah, because you're right. I mean, they're they're going to throw Killian Hayes to the Wolves and see what he can do. But then they're also not going to – you know, Derrick Rose is going to come off the bench, but he's going to play starters minutes. They're not going to waste him. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. So
0: that's kind of where I went. I, I know it's a – Nobody's gonna forget about Derrick Rose, but I just feel like with the excitement of Killian Hayes, you can kind of forget that Derrick Rose that is still part of that. You like that one?
1: Yeah, I do. Uh, that's where I would have gone. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about basketball, that's why I'm not doing these picks. But if I were doing a, a "Don't Forget About Player," it'd be Derrick Rose.
2: I'm i gonna say Jaleel Okafor. Yeah, because he's gonna get minutes too. Um, as much as I'd want Isaiah Stewart, the the rookie that was drafted 16th overall. As, well, as much as I want him, I actually think he's going to be a really, really, really good player in this league. But Jaleel Okafor is here for a reason, too, and it's to shop him around at one point. Okay. At some point. So if anybody needs that backup center that they need, a big body, you know, Jaleel Okafor is exactly that. And he has made comments about how when he came in the league, he didn't know what it took to be a pro. He was just always better than people. So he didn't know what it took to take care of his body. He didn't know what it meant to have a really good diet or to be on a great exercise program. He's on all that now, and he actually looks a lot better right now than he did even in college. Yeah. So I think he's he's pretty skilled, and if he can come to his own and start finishing on, on a lot of close basket opportunities because one thing he's really good at is getting positioned down low, we might be able to swap him for something valuable. And, and so he's going to get those minutes so that later on in the year we can either get rid of him or, or well, I think that's exactly it, just get rid of him and, and then Isaiah Stewart can step in.
0: Nice. Um, rebound player for me was, was Blake Griffin, basically. Whenever you have someone that gets injured, he's he's that perfect opportunity to be a rebound player. Still a good player in this league. And I, I think we kind of forget about that when you haven't seen him play much in the last two years. But um yeah, I mean, that, is there somebody else that can no, fit I that mean, mold, it, it's, or is it's that Blake just, Griffin? Yeah. So
2: two years ago, Blake Griffin was in the MVP talk. It it wasn't to like win it, but he was like in a top five talk. Like yeah, he might, he might have been five or six on the list, yeah. which which means he had a great year going. Yep. And so if he can return to that form again, unfortunately, it's like we can shop him and and send him off. But don't forget about him. He is very skilled, and I think in the preseason, he passed a lot. So I think he might even try to be that seven or eight assist per game guy too. Yeah. That'd be cool to see. Um, dark horse MVP, dark horse MVP. I'm going to go with Jeremy Grant. He, he is dark horse MVP because he's so versatile defensively. And last postseason, he guarded LeBron. He guarded, uh, both dominant players from the Clippers. I can't remember their names right now. Um, he he's a really good three-point. I don't know if he's a guy that can just create with the ball in his hands anytime he wants, mm-hmm. but that's the role that he wants to have. So Dark Horse MVP, if he figures out his face-up game or one-on-one type of game, I think he really could be a star in this league, and that's the reason why he came to Detroit. To so prove that he can to be. To prove that he can be a star. He could have returned to Utah for the same amount of money. Well, he was with... Was or, it or with, with Denver, sorry. Yeah, Denver. Denver Nuggets, yeah. yeah. He could have returned there for basically the same amount of money, but he didn't want a... a backseat role. He wanted to try to prove that he is a player in this league and one of the dominant ones.
0: Yeah, I I was going to go Seku as the Dark Horse MVP mainly. I mean, if you're you're coming off the bench, but you could be an absolute stud. Um, But I actually had Jeremy Grant as my under the radar. Um, He put up some numbers off the bench with the Nuggets last year. Um, I feel like, like we kind of already said, this is his first time, the first time having a team that truly is buying into him. Um, Did he get overpaid? Possibly. I, I don't really care when you have the cap space. At yeah, this it, doesn't point, just, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's not going to hurt your future. Who, who are we going to pay in the next three years? Exactly. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> it really doesn't. Um, but, uh, I mean, with. Yeah, he, I, I just really think he can kind of come into his own and believe that he's part of something rather than just a piece of something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Does yeah. that
2: make sense? The biggest thing that he's going to learn is exactly the type of player he is. Yeah because he's, if, he's buying into himself or yeah. betting on himself. I mean, if you're, if you are a takeover, the kind of game or the takeover, the game kind of player, he's going to figure that out in Detroit. If he's not, then he's going to realize that. And then he's going to fall into his place and do it better than anybody else in that kind of a role.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I, that's all I really had for the Pistons. I mean, did you have any other last thoughts before we move on? I think,
2: um, I don't know. I think. The most important part of this season to me is watching Killian Hayes. I don't – I'm not sold on him, and I think I might have told you his first game was brutal. He was awful on yeah. the court. Since then, he's been a lot better. Um, I just I, – I'm not sold on him because I look at his first step, he looks slow. He looks slow, boc- or he looks slow running down the court. He looks slow trying to, to move to stay in front of somebody. He works hard defensively, but, again, that first step, if he can't – Get in front of his guy with his first step, then you're never going to be a great defender. Yeah, and so I, I worry about him getting picked on by other quick guards in the league. Um, this might be a really long year for him. Yeah, yeah, and I, I hope we can't overreact by it. Yeah, right? I mean, look, James Harden is not the quickest guy in the world. There, you can f- you can learn how to play and create separation without being the best athlete. And that was his knock that he wasn't the great athlete. So I. I'm not ruling him out because of that, but I'm just saying, as a as a 19 year old kid, it's harder. So it might be a, a rough year for him, or he might start figuring th- some things out. Already? Just, yeah,
0: man. We're just gonna do this in one shot, Ryan. You undo the read. Oh
2: yeah. Are they still? this still partner with us? Two more weeks. All right. I guess I'll keep going. Yeah. All right, guys, you know that music. It is time to make our De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe Picks of the Week. But before we do that, I want to remind you to stop in to De Hops Brewing Company and Cafe for some of the best beer in West Michigan. They have a family friendly atmosphere. It's perfect for whatever you have going on. And if you mention State of My Sports, get a nice little discount. When you carry out a crawler or on your first pint when you dine in, whatever your beer of choice is, the hops will have something that you like just as much, if not more. Keep an eye out for some of their great beers at your favorite local beer store. Carry out a six-pack of their Double Dry Hop New England IPA Seven Secrets, delicious. It's an incredible juicy IPA. Uh, Or their World Beer Championship Silver Medal Award-winning Shadowbox Dark Lager in six-packs or on draft at the brewery The house brewing company cafe is the official brewery of state of my sports for two weeks. And so please check them <laughs> out and let them know that we sent you. We would love to work with them again. We've loved them as a sponsor. We loved going there when it was open at some point during this year. Yeah. So Dabs, if you're listening, check us out, just return a text message or return t- a text message. <laughs> check us out. We'll, but- we'll do right by you.
0: All right, so I do have a little bit of exciting news. I don't want to get too much into it, but we do have a new, a, a new sponsor coming on board. That's what I heard. Bettinghero.com. I'm, um, I'm learning this with the audience Yeah, now, so, so look, I don't want to get too far into it. They're actually going to join us two weeks from, from now um, and really do a full introduction of, of what's going on. But it is sports betting related. It is like... You hear all these commercials. If you're a sports fan, you see it on TV when you're watching the game. Draft or DraftKings, FanDuel, um, and like so many like national uh, sports books. But there's going to be so many local sports books here in in the state of Michigan. And what Betting Hero is is it, it is your your middleman basically. There you sign up for what they do, zero cost, no, no nothing like that. And it has every single casino that you can bet on your mobile phone. Um, available all the promo codes so don't jump on to the Th- fan duel this, this is important yeah don't sign up for the fan duel because they're telling you you're going to get a free $100 today only blah 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 that is going to continue and that's what betting hero is going to do is they're going to set you up they're going to have all of the best promo codes you're not going to miss out so don't let them fool you on that be patient and also when 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 you really start getting into the gambling don't don't let the sports books dictate your spread Sign up for multiple ones because that's really big. If you can shop around and get the better deals, um, the better spreads, the better money. So like, they're like a broker. In a lot of ways, but it's a lot easier than that. It's basically just a way to have it all in front of you, and you sign up. Use yeah. We're going to have a promo that's code. Cool. You sign up doing that. You're going to get the same promo codes that you'll hear all on TV, all on the radio, if not better. That, so that's it so is funny. going to
2: be the best ones that, that that are available at that moment, guys. Let me t- so I was talking to Sam just the other day, and I and I brought up I'm like, oh, you know what? I actually forgot to sign up with DraftKings because yeah. they're they're offering like the the 100 or 200 dollars, whatever it is, yeah. free money just for signing up. Don't and that's a, what I want to do. And I was like, and if I double that, and he stopped me, he's like, Don't do that, stop. Just wait. Wait for this promo. <laughs> wait for our, our sponsor to come on board. Because yeah. because they're it, gonna hook you up, they're gonna get you every single one of these. So if you think you're gonna you're gonna start off with a hundred dollars in your account, don't do that because you might get five hundred bucks. Exactly.
0: It changes all the time, just like promo codes that you use everywhere. And guys they will competing. always have the
2: most up and up to date ones. They're right competing there for with you. each other too. So they're trying to get you on their sites. This one's gonna just combine all of them. <laughs> They're trying to get it. Yeah, exactly. So, all of us
0: are signing up. Yeah. So do not sign up if you're looking into the sports gambling because it, you you're gonna it's gonna be worth the wait and it's it's coming very very soon. They're gonna come on with us two weeks from now. Our promo code will be up and ready uh, by then. So please wait and, and and join that when we're going. But uh, let's get into our picks. So Micah, you went you led the way actually last week. You went three and Thank three. God, uh, thirty-seven to forty-three overall. <laughs> Kyle, I actually just moved Trav's picks because I've been texting Kyle to get his picks for a long time, and he won't give them to me. Um, but Trav went 2-4 and four for Kyle. Ryan went 2-4. and four. I went 2-4. and four. Kyle's still leading the way, 46-34. and 34. Ryan, I actually passed you last week. Uh, I'm 45-35. and 35. Prove You're 44-36. You. you guys can look, check Dude, the Dude, he you fudges need his numbers. Yeah, Come I don't on, believe man. it at all. You guys have just as much opportunity to write down the picks as, as I do. So, uh, not sooner. <laughs> but anyways, let's start with uh, – The Boca Raton. Is that. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Boca Raton. Boca Raton? Raham. What is it? Boca Raton. Raham. I don't know. Boca Boca Raton. Boca Raton. (laughs) Anyways, it is a bowl game. That's all that matters. It's a Uh,
1: football thing. It is
0: UCF against BYU, who is a six and a half point favorite. Uh, Since is not here, I will go first. I'm going to take BYU. Minus six and a half. Ryan.
2: BYU. My God. BYU. Bound their quarterback. Next season, Lions QB. Ooh, that'd be nice. Uh, The Cure Bowl.
0: You got Liberty at Coastal Carolina, who is minus five. I'm going to take Liberty. Plus five.
1: (laughs) He loves Liberty. I love Liberty. Didn't we do this (laughs) matchup already? I think it got
0: canceled or something mid-year. Did they? Play I think they were going no. to play. Weren't they going to play, and then it got canceled, or no?
2: <laughs> Who did Liberty? Liberty played somebody like I this. I don't.
1: I don't know if it was Coastal Carolina, but Liberty was going to play, and it was a COVID thing. I mean, we Dude. should start betting on COVID, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Will this game be played? Yes or no? <laughs> yeah, that's actually true. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Uh, Liberty Col- at Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. Coastal Carolina. All right. Micah.
1: Coastal Carolina.
0: What, what's
2: their mascot? I, I, it's probably like a like screaming a, eagle or something. I don't, I don't know, man. I, I played like a, with a couple of their guys from their baseball team back in college. Were and they nice? they, were like, they were just saying, like, hey, guys, watch out for our football team. They're up and coming. So 15 years later, <laughs> they're here. <laughs> they, were, they were right. I don't know if it's been 15 years, but still. <laughs> All
0: right, so I think this game is on Christmas Day. I could be wrong, but don't shoot the messenger. Would you like playing on Christmas
1: if no. you were a pro? Or no. would you hate it? I think
0: I would hate it, yeah. Me too.
1: But, but what if you had an what if you, what if you had like a one o'clock game do your game fly home have Christmas with the family
0: I think I would rather just not personally
2: so would you hate it I think I would hate it. I would yeah. rather play the day after yeah but think about this they Actually, have a I short want to week play the day after though. yeah they have a short week right yeah well, so they might as well just enjoy more of their time after that's a good point depends on where it lands in the week it's on Friday I believe I would rather play on Friday yeah then Sunday,
1: yeah. and
0: then get a
2: long weekend with their family.
1: As much as I would hate I th- it, I, th-
2: I think, think I, I would, would th- love
0: it though. I would love to be the yeah. feature, and I feel like everybody would be watching me.
2: Weird, yep. you you like? And the I don't like light? that. Yeah, oh. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're facing the camera. And nobody else is. <laughs> I face you guys. <laughs> well, you set your mic up so everybody can see you. Mine's like in my in my face here. Yeah, you can see your
1: muscles way better too. You can
0: move your mic. I tried. I can't. No.
2: Let's get to
1: these picks. (laughs) Yeah,
0: all right. Where are we at? Uh, Vikings (laughs) at the Saints. Saints are a -a six-and-a-half point favorite. I did, yeah. Oh, okay. I remember, too. Um, I'm going to take.
2: You're taking the Vikings? That's crazy. Oh, please do it.
0: I'm going to take the Vikings plus (laughs) six-and-a-half. Saints are going to win, but I'm going to take the Vikings.
2: All right. Uh, Is it me?
0: Yeah. Saints.
1: Micah. Saints. Saints.
0: I was trying to be too cute there, but it's gonna be a close game. Dalvin Cook's gonna run. That's my goal. Uh, okay, all
1: right. Okay.
2: Anyways, yeah. <laughs> all right. Colts. That's fair.
0: Colts at the Steelers. Steelers are a two and a half point favorite. I am taking the Colts to win outright, but I'm gonna take the points obviously.
2: Ryan. Same Colts. Steelers do not look like themselves right now. Well, they're down sixty nothing to Cincinnati. Yeah, they're not looking good.
0: <laughs> I shouldn't have told you that
2: before. Colts.
0: Colts. Everybody's taking the Colts. Makes me want to take the Steelers kind of do, too, especially if they <laughs> lose this game. Anyways, uh, we got the Rams at the Seahawks. Seahawks are a one-point favorite. I'm going to go with the underdog. I'm going to take the Rams. The Rams looked awful. Oh,
1: boy, did they They look lost bad. to the
0: Jets, and Sean McVay is not going to be happy about that. And they're going to come he, out and play their best game, and I think the Rams are a better team than the Seahawks.
1: Uh, Mr. McVay is going to choose some you-know-what. <laughs> oh, yeah. And they're going to come out a different team this yeah,
0: week. Yeah, I'm taking the Rams all day, every day. What Ryan. Are you, what are you going to do? Were you just set us
1: up?
2: You're taking the Seahawks? You're going to have to figure it y- out. You're leading. Yeah. You're ahead of go. Yeah, so I guess it doesn't matter. Uh, Rams. Dang, I it Rams. All right, Titans at the Packers are
0: a four-and-a-half point favorite. That one's tough. Quick, I like. Quick, the, I quick. like the way the Titans play.
1: They're a good team. They just have some. Four and a half just feels like too many losses. Like if
0: it was three, I might take the Packers, but four and a half, like it just changes my whole mindset. I'm I'm gonna take the Titans. I and mean, it rounds
2: it rounds up to five, which is a lot. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't know, man. It's tough. <laughs> All right, Ryan. Titans or Packers? Uh, I just think you know Aaron Rodgers hopes that he plays like Ryan Tannehill can, <laughs> because <laughs> Tannehill is a future Hall of Famer. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Titans. Titans, Micah. Titans. I'm a believer. Whoa, he's taking the
0: Titans. All right, we got the Bucks at the Lions, seven and a half point underdogs.
1: Sam's already picking the Lions.
0: Ryan, your uh, pick is up. Zero chance. I take the Lions. I'm taking what? the Bucks. Are you drunk? No.
2: I can, only are you hope, high? I can only hope that the Lions are guaranteed to lose. This screams 12-point game to me, and it's closer than the 12-point sounds like. Because of a safety again, or what's going on? Yeah, really? <laughs> 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 like, I thought that was going to screw me for sure and a couple other things that had going on. Ryan? Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm taking the box. No brainer.
0: Micah?
1: B-U-C-S, Bucs, box, box box.
0: Wait, w- why? What? Why? You thought I was going to take the Lions?
1: Yeah. You always take the man. Lions. Yeah. What are you talking no, I about? I didn't.
0: I didn't last week. Okay. It's <laughs> first s- time. Just oh, <laughs>
2: follow along. <laughs> you got the Lions right last week, and you still went two and four. That's pretty bad. I know, right? It was really bad. Yeah, I would never do that. I mean, except for last week. <laughs> you, <But> yeah, <laughs> you did last yeah. week
0: too. I think you took the Lions. The <laughs> you did the <laughs> exact same thing. <laughs> All right. Um, it is time to grade our Michigan beers. But before we do <laughs> that. For episode, <laughs> <six>. <laughs> you threw me off now. <laughs> I can't live like this. All right, I am uh, Sam Wald. We right. want to remind every one of our partners, Allen's Market. They are simply the best <laughs> beer store in West Michigan, conveniently located on Lake Michigan Drive, between Grand Valley State University's main campus and downtown Grand Rapids. Grand Valley is downtown Grand Rapids. Yeah, yeah there's both. It's both pretty much campuses. right between campuses. Both campuses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, He's off kilter. Yeah. Now I'm. Now <laughs> I'm just done. Just take over, Ryan. <laughs> This is you. we for real? Yeah. Whether I can do it you know what anymore. you want no. or need some help, <laughs> the
2: expert staff at Animals Market is the best place for you. They have a massive and up-to-date inventory of the best craft beer across our great nation, and they're individually priced so you can mix and match to build your own six-pack. We love them because they also carry all kinds of craft beer, wine, spirits, coffee, tea, tobacco, cigars, all that stuff, but also the home-brew and winemaking supplies. So go check them out for all that stuff. We love that Cicely Islands Market is part of the State of My Sports family, and it is who we go to get our beer every single episode. So please check them out. Let them know that we sent you. They are a a, a great partner, and we know that you guys will not be disappointed if you go there. You're going to love it.
0: Micah, remind everybody what you are drinking and give it a nice little grade. No problem.
1: Uh, From modside Ales, the peanut butter cup stout, um, very heavy on the peanut butter cup it's not just a ton of peanut butter you know like just smashing your palate you got a lot of chocolate some peanut butter cup in there um and it's again another easy beer to drink i, I like dark beers uh especially this time of year you know that yeah um 7.75 percenter this was a good beer. I liked it a lot. Yeah. Oh, man, it was enjoyable. And even enjoyed it. She did. Yeah. She sipped it. She thought it was great. Um, I'm going to go with an 8.5. 8.5. Yeah.
0: That is a very nice score. I'm excited to very try good that beer. one sometime. I am drinking from Awesome Brothers Beer Company, which is in Alpena, Alpena, Michigan, which is not in the Upper Peninsula. For the people that listen to the beginning of the show this and is the their pointer finger cranberry pomegranate ghost it is a sour um, very very good beer uh, it is part of their salted series it is 5.5 percent alcohol and it has cranberry and pomegranate um, I sours I'm telling you are becoming my my favorite thing yeah it's right? like it th- you, you there's like really good sours and there are sours that tastes good because they're sour. This one's like kind of right in the middle. It's not like an extremely good sour. I think it's because it's a pomegranate. Cranberry uh, is a little different of a flavor. I would much rather have a sour, more of a, I don't know, like a peach like or, a something. Jar or something. I think
1: the cranberry is a strange thing it, in general. Yeah. Just the cranberry itself. Yeah. It's got almost that bitterness. Yep. Right? Yeah, I, I agree. What, with what that. else
2: is it? Cranberry and what else? Uh, pomegranate. I mean pomegranate too. It's 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 really really similar actually yeah. the two flavors because yeah. they're like they'll make your your face pucker up. up I guess. Yeah, <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean it's a really good sour. I'm gonna go with an eight, three.
2: Whoa, so pretty good. Yeah, I got nice. those flavors right there.
0: Honestly, I I agree. Yeah, yeah, I think so.
2: Nice. Yeah, Ryan, what are you drinking? Uh, another sour. Sour. This sour is mixed with their farmhouse ale but uh the flavors are pretty awesome. Blackberries, plums, raspberries, blueberries. This thing is definitely full of flavor. Um I really like the, what brewery Vivant's doing with this unapologetic fruit series. Yeah. It, Th- they do a good job. I think I think they balance the beer with the sour really well. And some of these are like straight beer or straight sour. This this is a good combination.
0: Yeah, one thing I really like is, is I I haven't been a big fan of their beer early on. Like when I was going there, I don't know how long they've been around, but like say 5 years ago or so, when I would go, like I, I think it's a Belgian
2: style, is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, Belgian style, Southern Belgian. Yeah,
0: so it's like it's definitely a different type of beer. Um but these and, and they they're not necessarily my style and I've never really found one that I'm just like latch onto. But these these uh fruity flavorful ones, like they do them really
2: well. You know, a lot of a lot of beer guys that are really appreciate going back to the roots of Germany and Belgium and and even into Switzerland, they really, really like brewery vivant. Yeah. So I, I think the like the more you get into beer, I think they're gonna stand out more and more against the pack. And it's not just about like the immediate flavor and in the taste of it, but also the appreciation of the art of of everything going yeah. on. so I th- I think you can really, uh, yeah, like I said, appreciate I guess them and and what they're trying to pull off here. This is really good. I got to give it a grade. I'm gonna go. Would you go eight three? I think I'm gonna match that eight three. It's good score. I could probably go higher, but I didn't taste yours, so I don't I don't know if Sorry, if it's I better or not. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, we never really shared here. <laughs> it's sour, yeah.
0: All right, Micah, we are all drinking something. Can you tell everybody what we're drinking?
1: Uh, we're drinking beer. You really nailed it, Sam. Well done. <laughs> uh, no. That's one thing I get right every episode.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, no. except when you forget.
0: <laughs>
1: from uh, Farm Club, all of us are tasting the East Coast Pale Ale. It's really nice, clean label. It's brewed with mosaic and Amarillo hops. And for me, anytime I see mosaic on a can, I'm basically sold. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what it is about that particular hop. Well, let me tell you, it's like a Northwestern
2: so um, style out of like Washington, Oregon area where they grow these these hops. Was it? Yeah, the mosaic. Is that the one that Eric teaches us at? I don't know. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think so. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, I think I'm right. Usually. That
1: would be interesting because it's called East Coast Pale Ale.
0: Oh, jeez.
2: However. <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: <laughs> Anyways. The West Coast Hops. Supply
0: ah, the East Coast
2: pale ales.
1: It's a conundrum. But, anyways, uh Seriously. no, th- this is a, a very bright. I, I think it's a well balanced beer. It's really crisp and it's fun to drink. Uh I- I'm actually gonna give this one a really, really good grade. I'm gonna go with an eight eight. This wow. is this is one of the best pale ale's I have had in a long time. <laughs> it is a
0: really good pale ale. I, I agree with you there for the for what it is as a pale ale, it should it deserves a high grade. Um, it's tough to go from a sour to a pale ale, especially saying it. Um, to go from a sour to a pale ale, I've, I've but I felt think the, the transition pain. was not as bad as I feel like it normally should be. Um, I think it's a very good beer. I, I would be interested to see if I have different feelings about it if it if that was like my first beer of the night. Um, so I I think I could go higher than than a seven nine eventually but that's where I'm, I'm feeling right now because of kind of switching around and, and stuff and how difficult that can be but seven nine which I think is a,
2: is a high enough score for it but I, I know what you're exactly what you're thinking because I mean I was I was drinking the sour two and then I went to this and the first one was like you know I, I don't know about that but I I've, I've the more and more I drink it the better it is yeah so I think it is just kind of getting to a different palette palette yeah for sure different palette yeah different notes of of flavor <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i love it when you There's do that. something else different notes <laughs> yeah i don't know i'm gonna go i think it's better than a 7.9 i think it i'm gonna i could appreciate this yeah yeah i'm gonna go uh 8.2 right below the sour because i like the sour nice that's it. Also, man. when I was rambling on about my beer before the sour, I forgot that I had to give it a grade. So after like twenty minutes of talking, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man, I gotta give this a grade." Hey, you've got a buddy commenting on here. Oh no, who is that?
1: Uh, I don't. I don't want to botch his last name. Zach, Bozak. Bozak. Is it Bodziak?
0: Boziak. We always call him Bozak.
1: Bozak. Yeah. What do he say? Do you want to give him ten seconds? Yeah. What do he say? Okay. He says, "Ask Sammy." Um,
0: That's my hockey name, Sammy. Sammy. Sammy yeah. is your hockey name. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> What's a 10-second breakdown of something? 10-second breakdown of something. Huh? Of
2: something, yeah. I don't know what that, yeah. what that is. Okay, no. there it
1: is. I'm nervous. Uh, what you think about the no-name decor and Thomas between the pipes?
0: Thomas Grice, right? Yeah. That's who he signed.
1: And the no-name decor. The decor is- you got 10 seconds. 10
0: seconds? All right. Look, I- I think the defense could be a very, very rough spot with this this team. I love Hronik. I think when DeKaiser's healthy, he's good enough. Should not be a number one, but he's going to be. Um, so that hurts a little bit. But I, I also I, I like Three. Grice is a major upgrade from Howard, Two. but Bernier is still the number one. one.
1: Boom. Hit that music, baby. <laughs> Did I do okay? <laughs> I don't know Zach will tell us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Thanks for listening, Zach. Zachy. Thank you all for listening. Listener Zachy. Thank you guys for recording. I hope everybody has a Merry Christmas. And we will talk to you
2: next week, if not sooner. Peace, guys. Appreciate listening. Check us out, if not sooner. Facebook. Earlier. Instagram. (laughs) YouTube, right? Yeah, man. I've been watching YouTube videos. They're good. Yeah.
0: South Ruin Company & Cafe, Siciliano's Market, Mac Web Design. Also, thank you to Paradise Outlaw for allowing us to use their music for our introduction, Detroit Hustle, and for our Out 6 Feet Down.